Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day <laughs> that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. A day designed for us to rejoice, to magnify him, to thank him for his goodness and his mercies that are new every morning, to thank him for watching over us as we slumber and slept. Hallelujah. He kept us during the night, and we are grateful for that. It's a privilege and an honor to come into your homes, to come into your automobiles, wherever you're listening. And like I said, I hope something will be said to encourage your heart on today. I'm going to be reading Psalms 85 and the New Living Translation. As my opening scripture, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all thy sin. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. That has turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Will thou be angry with us forever? Will thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Will thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Well, praise God. The psalmist 
The songwriter was asking God to revive his people, bringing them back into a refreshing spiritual life. God wants to revive both churches and individuals. He pours out his love on us, renewing our love for him. If you need a revival of faith, prayer, or power in your church, family, or personal spiritual life, ask God to give you a fresh touch of his love. I tell you, when you have a fresh touch of God's love, it's a picker-upper. <laughs> it's a lifter-up of the head. It's a healer of the count of your countenance. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, Lord, we are asking for revival. Lord, when it, when it starts, let it start in us, in me, you know, in our local assembly. But let it start first in each individual. So we thank God for the fact that people were calling to God for revival. It says, as the psalm writer cries out for God's intervention, he paints a beautiful picture of what God can do for those who love, who put love into action. Their lives are like pearls announcing God's arrival. It says this psalm illustrates how love, truth, and godly living lead to God's blessing of peace. No one can bless us like Jesus. No one can love us like him. No one. No one. God is love. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we're going to make sure that Jesus pointed out that the more we first see God's righteousness, kingdom, and rule in our lives, the more we will see him take care of everything else. God wants the best for us. Father, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of your will. I thank God that I have the opportunity to enter your throne room, not with timidity, but with boldness, to give you thanks, to give you uh, praise and glory and honor for all that you have done and for all that you are doing. God, today I lift up leaders of nations everywhere, leaders of churches. Lord, I ask that you would make known your wonders everywhere. Lord, I ask today that you would open up blinded eyes and deaf ears. I'm asking today, God, that you would change hearts, minds, and desires. Lord, those stony hearts, those with stony hearts, 
with no concern about you at all, that you would change hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. God, we are asking, oh God, the drug addict, the prostitute, the, 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 the alcoholic, those that are lost, those that are hopeless, oh God, that you would touch today. Let them realize that hope is in you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for, I pray to the Lord of the harvest that you would raise up laborers, oh God, for truly the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And God, I pray to the Lord of the harvest that you would raise up laborers, that the kingdom of God would be expanded and that people will be told about the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I bless my enemies. God, I'm praying, oh God, for the president, leaders of nations, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for war-tone areas. Praying for those that are sick, those that are shut in, first responders. Oh, God, those that are battling caregivers, Lord, those that are taking care of the sick. Oh, God, that you would just make a way in touch. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for making known your wonders. I'm praying for victims of day and night. God, I'm praying that rapists and murderers and robbers will be apprehended. Lord, I thank you, God. I pray for the elderly, those that are in nursing homes. Lord, I come against the spirit of suicide and depression in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up our local assembly, restoration. I pray for our daycare, our staff, our teachers the parents, the children. And God, that you would just continue to make a way out of no way. I pray for all the members, the deacon board, the ministerial staff, all the members, every well-wisher. Pray for our community. Pray for our local mayors and governors. And I pray for the, the cities, oh God, that, that so much murdering and hatred is going on in these cities. God, cover us with your blood and protect us. In the name of Jesus. God, I lift up Apostle Curtis, oh God. Oh God, be with her, oh God, as she uh, prepares the homegoing service of her brother-in-law. Comfort her and give her traveling mercies, oh God. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. A safe trip to Georgia and a safe trip back, God. In your name. God, I just thank you. I thank you for being the lifter up of our head, the healer of our countenance. Thank you for being our hope, our peace. Lord, I thank you for your goodness and your grace and a New every morning, great is that faithfulness unto us. You loadeth us up every morning with benefits. And God, we are so grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're still doing a teaching 
from the title, Don't Settle for Less. Don't Settle for Less. And just over the past few weeks, I've just been reading scriptures that helps us not to settle for less and then just encouraging us just through reading the scripture that we do not give up on God and that we do not settle for less than what he wants for us because he wants the best for us. So another scripture that I'll be reading tonight is Romans 12 and 2. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In order not to settle for less, we need to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Because the battle is in the mind. We do not need to be conformed to the world, but we need to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We can pray daily. We can read the word daily. We can fast weekly, but if the mind is not renewed into right thinking, we're going nowhere, but we're just marking time. But when you allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are now ready to accept the best God has for you. But as long as you're trying to act like the world, be like the world, talk like the world, live like the world, no, that you're conforming to the world and you will not receive God's best. So that's a powerful scripture. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. See, it's apparently there's a peace that the world can give you that it looks like it's doable and workable, but it's only temporarily. But God was saying, I have a peace that I can give you, and that peace can surpass all understanding. So we're going to let the peace, he says, peace I leave with you, peace I give to you, when we can accept Jesus' peace or the world's peace, we are settling for God's best. <clears throat> because the world's peace is temporary. It's temporary. 
it's 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 it's, oh, it's temporary. I mean, people that going and looking for peace in the bottle or in drugs or in some kind of a pill, you know, they they have a temporary peace, but once they that that drug has worn off, they're, they're most miserable again. So the greater peace that we need is the peace of God, the very shalom of God. It's his peace that surpasses all of our understanding. So when we settle for God's peace, we are settling for God's best. Because <laughs> I tell you, the devil is about nothing but strife. And he's there just to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But thank God for the peace of God, the very shalom. The very shalom of God. Peace, peace. Hallelujah. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 4 to 8 says, You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Not meaning that we won't make mistakes because we do make mistakes. But he's saying, be holy for I am holy. Our God is a holy God and he wants us to be a holy people. And that's the best God wants for us too is that we have and walk in his holiness. Hallelujah. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Hallelujah. Now, Proverbs 31, um, the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. This is, is, is known to have been Samuel's mother uh, but because Samuel was a very a man of wisdom, but his mother wanted him to be aware of the danger of women and not giving his strength to women. But in the end, he really did because he had all these concubines and all these wives and there was the women that brought him down. But when God wants his best for us, we need to listen to the instructions of our parents, of our mothers, of our fathers. Exodus 23, 25 says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from among you. So it's something is required of us. We must serve the Lord 
And then when the Bible tells us to serve him, not with sadness, but with gladness, we're to serve him. You shall serve the Lord your God, and, and, and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from among you. Hallelujah. Verse Peter, chapter 4, verse 19 says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will and trust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. <laughs> Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will and trust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. So tonight, I want to encourage you to settle for God's best and not settle for less than what God wants for you. And what he wants for you is the best. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 says, But to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you may follow in his steps. He's given us the example. Christ suffered for us. He took on our sin. We were worthy of death. But he took on our sin that we might have life. And that we might have life more abundantly. Because God wanted the best for us. He suffered the shame for us on that cruel cross that we might have the best from him. And that best is eternal life. That best is having Jesus live on the inside of us. That best is to have his spirit abiding and indwelling us. My God, what a blessing it is to know that Christ, the hope of glory, lives on the inside of us and he has our best at heart and he wants the best for us. Verse Peter, chapter 1, verse 12 says, It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced. So you, through those who preach the good news, to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look. Mm, mm, mm. So we just thank God that the Lord wants the best for us and we're going to settle for the best because we're going to serve him with all of our hearts, our minds, our souls, Yes, we're going to serve him and live for him. Hallelujah. It says, um, remember those who are in prison as go in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. 
So we want to live for and, and pray for those that are hurting. Pray for those that are in prison. Pray for those that are being mistreated. Pray for justices for those that are, are, are experiencing injustice. But we want to make sure that whatever we do, we want to yield our members to Jesus and not to sin so that we can receive the best from Almighty God because he has given us the best, which was his son. So and be encouraged tonight. And know that God has his best for you. Don't give up. Keep praying and asking. Keep knocking and seeking. God is faithful. That promised. He has never let us down. And will never let us down. So tonight, if you're out there and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, we would like to offer you that opportunity. I pray in this prayer of salvation. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my master, my savior, my keeper, and my friend. With the backslider, confess your sins to the root one. And ask God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. The Lord is married. God is married to the backslider. He's married to you. You can run, but you cannot hide. Know that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins every time you confess and repent. So we just thank God for you that accepted the Lord as your personal Savior for the first time, and for the backslider that's returning home, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. I am rejoicing with you, and know that God wants the best for you. And do not settle for less than what God has for you. And whatever you do, let someone know that you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Let your parents know. Let your siblings know. Let someone know. The Bible says if you are ashamed before this wicked and adulterous generation to own me, I will be ashamed to own you before my Father in heaven. So let us not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation because God has the best for us. I love you and be blessed.